All right, I want to thank all of you for coming to my panel. Um, everyone can hear me right? Um, but no, seriously, I know there's a lot of panels and a lot of things going on right now, so the fact that you took some time out of your day and this is a great convention to come here and support me and what we're talking about today, that means a lot, so seriously, thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying it too. Um, POC cosplaying is, I feel like it's an important subject to me, which is why I wanted to speak on it, because I feel like POC cosplayers get heavily disrespected on the internet and even in person too, especially at least, I remember, at least it's better now as terms of in person at cons where people don't get discriminated against because of their skin or size for some photos. I know it's still possible, it still happens to people, but I feel like it's a lot better, at least from what I've seen, observed in terms of in person. Um, but I know there was a time where if you were black, you were Asian, you were different, you didn't have, you had different types of pigmentations or any kind of thing that made you now look exactly like a character, accurate like a character, people would avoid taking photos with you if you were plus size or you're this is that or too skinny or all these different sizes. If, they, if you weren't an I, the ideal size of what that human being had for you, you were neglected, you were, it was a terrible feeling. I know it's happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to some people in this room as well. So that's why I feel like this topic was really important and why I wanted to touch on it because there are so many great cosplayers of all different backgrounds and all different types of people and walks of life that I come from. And even here, there's so many cool Bleach cosplays, JoJo's, never watched JoJo's, but I know my friends went kill me for saying that, but JoJo cosplays um, and all kinds of different ones. And I just love cosplaying because I love seeing people express themselves in a creative way that I feel like isn't it, it's, it's unique and special at the same time, because not only can you dress like your favorite character, who knows why you like that favorite character. Some people like Goku or Ichigo or Luffy for different reasons, because they identify with that character in some aspect, or maybe they had a hard time in life, and that character gave them a light and helped them through a struggling time. So we each have our different reasons for liking these characters and cosplaying them. And so I hate to see when people get made fun of or get bullied for cosplaying these characters, because you don't know how much that means. You shouldn't do it regardless, but you don't know how much that character means to that individual, and how much just, co the fact of just cosplaying or being at this type of event, this type of anime convention, being surrounded by others who cosplay too, and compliment one another, is not always, I know as a content creator, other content creators will kill me for saying this, but and it's not, to me at least, it's not about how many photographers rush up to me or people rush up to me to take photos of my cosplay. It's just the fact that I was able to wake up in the morning, you know, do whatever, put on whatever I need to put on to dress like the character I want to dress as and come have a great time by myself and with my friends, you know. And I feel like I'm seeing so many people in this room came together in groups or with other people. So that's a beautiful thing to see. So you already proved my point of how special cosplaying is and how much it can bring people together um, especially fandoms. I know, obviously, um, Inuyasha and Bleach are not like low-key animes. A lot of people have watched it, but when you don't interact with the fan base online, like I've been there for a long time, you feel so isolated, and you feel, especially when a lot of people hide that they like the anime, especially back in the day, not to date myself, but, you know, <laughs> not to sound like an old man, but, you know, there's just so many things that um, you don't know. You know, even for me, I still don't consume too much online content, I'm a content creator, and 
I like to just like try to not to, there's just so much of it now that it's gonna be overwhelming, so I try not to watch too much. So when I make a video or something, people are like, dude, this has been, this is like on 4chan back in like 2005 or something. I was like, I have no idea what that is. And I sound, you made me sound like I'm 40, so now I hate you. So there's, there's, uh, there's things like that. So that's why I love about cosplaying. I love seeing so many beautiful individuals here cosplaying, or even if you're not cosplaying and you're wearing anime merch, the fact that you're able to openly express what you like and not feel judged by it, or you're with, with a loved one or loved ones right now, and you're able to share this experience together, whether it's a couple cosplay, or whether it's like a group of some kind cosplay, or you may be wearing just matching shirts or matching lanyards, just like these little subtle things. Either way, it makes you a nerd. Cosplaying or not cosplaying doesn't make you any less of a nerd than I am. So I just wanna make sure that's clear and everyone can hopefully see that and appreciate that about themselves as well. Uh, I wanna dive a little bit into content creating. And before I go into that, I just want, as a cosplayer, that obviously I'm an African-American cosplayer, so I don't want to speak on behalf of other races or groups or individuals or cultures that I'm not apprised to and, or that's not my own because I don't want to hijack their voice and what they may have to say. So I will acknowledge them, but obviously I'm going to be talking about my experience and what I've been through. So if you, don't, if you see me or lack thereof talking about other groups, is not because I'm trying to actively like avoid them. I just don't want to hijack their voice, and I think it's important for them to be present and which is why going forward, I would hope to have more panelists on my panels that are from different backgrounds that can speak to all the audience and make sure everyone is not feeling neglected and whatnot. So I just wanted to do a disclaimer for that. Being a content creator and a cosplayer, it's, it's interesting because you can't help but worry about views at one point or another. Like views will always creep in the back of your head. No matter how many motivational videos you watch telling you not to do that, you're gonna worry about views, you're gonna worry about what other people think. It's just part of the job of trying to entertain other people through what you do. So you always have to combat that. So for me to come up here and tell you like, oh no, don't worry about what other people think about you, you like just that, like it's easy, you always be doing it. So I don't wanna be that arrogant guy, but um, it's important, it's a constant battle. If you, I don't know if anyone here is a content creator or plans to be one or thinks about wanting like get into it and they're trying to see what it takes or what kind of mindset to have. It's a constant battle of battling with yourself and how you view yourself. Because obviously cosplaying, you're putting on makeup or you're putting on an outfit and maybe you won't, maybe you you put on a, a cosplay that took a really long time. You got shipped from China, you're really excited, this is your dream cosplay, you get it and it doesn't fit the first time. And you're like me, who is not skilled in tailoring at all. Whatever I get, that's what I've got. That's just what it is. Um, and so you're gonna feel bad. You're gonna feel like, oh man, like oh, man, I gotta lose weight to be this person, or I gotta do all these different things. Like, no, you're fine. Like, you're okay. It's just, a, it just didn't fit. Or maybe you just gotta, you gotta retool a little bit. Maybe you gotta watch some YouTube tutorials just to get some extra pins here and there to make it a little tighter or a little bigger, whatever you gotta do. Um, so don't let that get to you. And I know it's easier said than done, obviously, but it's something I still practice to this day. Like, I'm wearing Tengen. And this didn't fully fit, so that's why I'm just like chest out. I mean, I like it. I think it look good regardless, but you know, it's not to flex. It's, it's a practicality thing. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, obviously insecurity will creep in. You know, when you don't, when you have a um, you're cosplaying a character that is as chatty as Lord Tenkin. You feel me? So it's like just like you're doing Zoro or you're doing some of these Dolphin I see a great Dolphin Mingo cosplay right here. That's a great cosplay. The best in the land. The best yeah. in the land. That's right. Dolphin Eagle Cosplay, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
That's what I'm talking about. That's a hype man right there. That's, that's a good person right there. I appreciate that. So, you know, you get things like that. And I feel as a content creator, it gets into your head that you're always not going to be good enough, whether it's a size thing, whether it's a mental mindset thing. And again, it's a constant battle. And it can be really exhausting. And that's why, especially as a person of color, you're going to get the same. I'm sure we all heard it, whether it's cosplaying or something else. Oh, this person or this character isn't black or and we're this and we're that. I've heard every single curse word under the moon. Some of them creative, some of them not. Um, and it will wear on you. Uh, I tell my friends this all the time that aren't black that your black friends deal with more than you'll probably ever know or ever realize or understand because it's a lot, especially the content creator. You, again, you hear it all. Um, and there's just so much that you have to deal with that is like just depressing even to talk about it. And it can be really hard, um, especially at least I feel like in the black community, how it is with talking about mental health aspect of things in general already is hard, let alone talk to your friends that you just acquired or friends over the internet about your racist problems that don't even fully understand, especially at least in terms from a black standpoint, a black person's standpoint. It's just such so many layers and can be so exhausting dealing with ourselves, let alone speaking on it and then, you know, not getting the right, I guess, response sometimes, depending on how volatile the situation is, it can set you off. So it's just sometimes you just shut down, don't talk about it overall. Um, so I'm here to definitely say that if you ever feel alone or you feel like you're the only person getting these insults, because trust me, as someone who gets them all the time, it definitely feels that way. It feels so targeted and so directed that you're not alone. And I promise you there's a lot of people who definitely care about you and care about your issues and whoever you've got to talk to about that to make sure you're right, you should do that. Because as a content creator, you know, we, again, we have our jobs to entertain and that in itself can be horribly tiring. And you can't do that if you're not right here. And I feel like if you're not right here, then the physical is also can get out of control as well. And so I feel like you have to get it right mentally and then the physical stuff follows as well, depending on what your situation is. Um, and no, and cosplay, you come to a lot, especially if you're a TikToker uh, or a YouTuber and you know, it comes to finding the right sounds and it comes to like, okay, how do I get the lighting right? How do I get the angles right? And then God forbid, people don't know that <laughs> When you do the uh, selfie camera, it reverses everything, and then you get a bunch of comments saying that scars in the wrong eye, even though it's not. So you have those little things that you have to deal with that's really frustrating as a content creator, and especially if you clearly don't watch the end of the video, ask a question that you definitely already answered, probably at the end of the video, after the constant repeat yourself and defend yourself. And trust me, if I showed y'all my DMs, when I said I dislike Deku as a main character, you'd be very shocked about how racist it got very, it got left very quickly. Um, my hero fans, you know, I gotta love them. No, I have, I have love for them. Don't come after me. Um, so, but yeah, and then finding time to record your cosplays. I mean, at least for me, cosplay. People who do like four like different cosplays in one night, like in all that stuff, I give you props because I get into one and then I sit on the bed. Don't even record yet. I just like get into one and I sit on the bed. I'm like, damn, that's like a lot of work. That's like a lot of work to do that. So there's so much that goes into cosplaying. You know, whether you're a professional, you know, you do the whole nine yards of like doing the photo shoot and you get the nice angles and nice things. And that's why I enjoy about cosplaying. There's so many different levels to it. There are levels to it. We're all cosplayers at the end of the day, but there are levels to it. And so it's so nice to see people who are really experienced or take it as like a modeling situation and really, that's a different way for them to express how much they love a character, how much they love a property. And it's so much joy to see that. Or even someone like me who shops at like Walmart or Goodwill to get a suit, you know what I'm saying, to do a closet cosplay. Like it's all the same. 
So I know a lot of people like to pit themselves against each other about what's a cosplay and what's not a cosplay. And I was like, at the end of the day, we're all, it's all make-believe regardless. So it's like it doesn't like it doesn't matter. So that's why I hate that situation. Like I'll never forget <laughs> recently, I did a panel at a Anime Central in Chicago, and now the like right before the panel, um, this one girl came up to one of my friends who was they were wearing uh, Midnight from My Hero Academia, and the girl that was passing by was wearing Midnight. And so my friend commented like, "Oh, that your cosplay is amazing and all these things." And then the girl looked at my friend like up and down like in disgust. I said, would you get that Amazon? And then walked away. And it was insane because my friend was, was younger. And so, and this was like their first con, like one of their first like big cons because Amazon Central was huge. And imagine like, you know, you love something so much you want to be a part of some kind of community, especially like in person now because digital is nice, but it's also nice to be in person and physically be able to take selfies with friends or, or with statues and different things of your favorite cosplay. And then to get greeted like that you know, from people who feel like just because they have a following, um, they're not lame. As like, you're lame before the following, you're lame after the following, you're lame with the following, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, breathing with that kind of stuff, and that's, uh, in real life, that's like, that's something, that's not a comment, that's like something that someone physically said to someone in their face, full emo and everything. And it's so hard to deal with that more than deal with comments. And I know comments can flood in, like when they flood in, they definitely flood in. But to think like, oh, that's just, you know, we always, you probably always hear like, oh, that's, that's online. Like in real life is not like that. Like people would never say that to you. Like, yeah, people will, people will. Some people literally do not care or they put themselves at such a high pedestal that they feel like they can say things like that. And there's no consequence because, you know, not everyone's going to just, you know, Will Smith you, if that makes sense for those who get that reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a wild day. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, there you deal with that, and you deal with so much that we have to, you know, think about as a cosplayer, a content creator. Again, when you're a person of color, what I like about cosplaying and seeing people of color cosplay is the culture aspect that I feel like we take for granted with that. And not even talking about where, like, you know, J uh, J Japan or Japanese, but also, like, whoever is cosplaying the character, you know? Like, my friend that is, that was born and raised in Mexico, and went to college with that cosplay is uh, Captain Subasa, which is I believe is really big in Mexico from what I've, what I've been told. They do like watch parties and everything. Same thing with Dragon Ball uh, Z and I believe Sailor Moon too, if I'm not mistaken. And seeing the joy that he had uh, cosplaying Captain Subasa, and then him telling me the stories about how you know like culturally how much that anime meant to his people and his his uh, city and what kind of food they would have having like watch party. And this is like before, pre, this is like before in like streaming services are how they are now. So this is like, you really have to like, you missed the show, you missed the show. So uh, again, making myself seem really old, but that's fine. Um, but it's just so beautiful to see, you know, a person's eyes light up like that and show you um, so much of, you know, and I, that's my first, you uh, show me some pre uh, some tapings about it when back when VHS tape was the future. And, um, you know, showing me a Spanish dub, and that was really cool to be exposed to that, and that, and that was the first time, you know, and that was like, this was decades ago, this was a long time ago when we talked about this, but uh, it was about um, just seeing like, that's my first, like, oh, there's dubs in other languages, not just English, it's not just Japanese, like there's French dub, there's so many other dub, Portuguese, German, all kinds of dubs for all kinds of people across Europe, 
Africa and so many other continents and countries and places like that for people to enjoy and digest. Um, and I think that's beautiful, especially Crunchyroll, um, you know, makes it really po uh, possible to do that and to give an outlet to people who speak another language, especially in America where there's so many people with so many different languages. English is not the only language. It probably is in, in some states, it's not even the most dominant language there. So, and some, especially cities, as someone who spent a long time in uh, Arizona, especially, it's definitely not. So to, to be able to have an experience where people can be able to enjoy their show without like, you know, having to perform to a language they may not know or a, or a language that's second to them is great. And I think that's an aspect of anime and cosplaying that, you know, because it directly affects cosplaying that I feel like a lot of us take for granted, don't think about, especially us who may speak only English or, you know, native speaking English people. So, it's, you know, I think that's something that if you take anything away from this panel is to think about others in that light of like, oh, this cosmic means so much to me. You know, because sometimes you don't have to, like, I tell people all the time, like, you know what's the old saying? Like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. I want people to, like, really take that. Like, I don't think people, like, digest that piece of information because it's, it's been overused, but, like, really, like, you don't have to say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really don't have to, like, especially the backhanded compliments of, like, you know, oh, that cosplay looks so, that tendon looks so great. But it's like, nah, you don't have to. You just leave it there. You just be like, oh, I look good. But you just leave it right there. It's fine. I promise you the other half. I don't care. I don't need it. Um, and I probably already know, you know, depending on like what it is. So it is those different things that we deal with, especially as content creators. I see so many of my fellow um, content creators get so stressed or people come up to me after panels or especially at this con or anything like that where they're like, you know, how do I start making content? I want to start making content. Even, let's say, let's bring out the the money or the potential brand deals aside for a second. Just like, I just want to take this new passion or this old passion that I have and just use a different avenue for it than in person. Because cons are obviously very expensive. I'm from New York City, so I'm not flying back and forth. I don't got like that. So, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes all you have to go is those uh, smaller cons for people who live in like Ohio, Indiana, or some other places that are not like L like California or LA or New York City or New York State, you know, things like that. So um, it's always nice to embrace one another. I feel like what I like about, you know, my content creating, uh, creation friends that are some of them are in the audience right now, and I love them for, to death for this, is that they encourage and don't tear people down. And that's why we're friends, and that's why it's so important, because I could sit here and say that I do all this for myself and that. I was just because of me and my overwhelming talent flashiness that got me on this table and to these panels, but it's not. And that would be uh, not fair to my friends who are sitting, um, you know, Jules, Laura, Steph, in the back I see Skip Beat, the only pink, really garish. Y'all can stand up, don't be shy. Y'all can stand up really quick. There's my friends right there. I see them. I see them. I told them I was going to do that, so that's why I did that. I don't want to shout out all of them, because they may not all want to be like on the spot like that. But if you're here, um, just know I appreciate you too, and you're not left out in that equation. So I just don't want to embarrass you in front of everybody um, for content. So it's, um, it's a journey. And I d definitely encourage people to find, you know, befriend people and be open to all kinds of people and, and what they bring to the table. Because it's such a beautiful thing, like I said, to be at this event and make so many new friends and meet so many old friends and catch up and cosplay together and make, and just do silly TikToks and just for the sake of just doing them, not for, oh yeah, I need to get like a TikTok in this weekend or else I'm gonna lose some views. Like, nah, I just like to 
I just like to do act a fool um, with my friends. And I think that's another thing that, you know, taking a step back from being, you know, a content career, a person of color, we have such a pressure of like, okay, well, if I do this dance or something, it may get co-opted or it may get taken away and someone else um, that is more fairer skin is going to get the credit for it. And we've seen many times as a black content creator, I mean, taking out anime or cosplay for a second, like I remember um, Jimmy Fallon had, you know, one, uh, he's a, did a nighttime, uh, you know, talk show host, and he, there's a dance that this black girl made, and she was not on the show when he introduced that dance. It was this uh, white girl who went on with her friends and got all the credit for it. And we, I remember the internet was on fire. Like he, and this is not even, like, this is NBC. Like this is, you have a whole research development team. It's not that hard to make sure you credit the right person. And you get paid, there's a department that gets paid millions to make sure you do that. Um, so the fact that the internet had to literally bully NBC to put this girl on television at night so she can eat too for a dance that she created um, was insane. And then you see how different the dance is to begin with. Uh, so the fact, so the, what happened was you take someone else's dance or someone else's content and you completely flip it or you change it because you can't do the same moves that person did. Because trust me, I, I, first of all, I cannot dance to save my life, don't ask me to do it. But um, I know what it's like to butcher something because you can't do the same moves that someone else has, so I see it and I know what, it, what it's like. So. That's something that black college players have to deal with, you know, and seeing a lot of my Asian friends too, um, whether they're from the Philippines or they're from China or they're from Japan, and shout out to all y'all, see y'all, they represent, and, um, you know, see their languages get taken uh, and their culture get taken for the sake of content uh, or for like a specific character with no research. Like the funniest thing to ever happen to me as a content creator, well, these actually say the most ridiculous thing was, uh, I forgot, I mean, I, mean, I, I did some video because someone was like saying these racial slurs to this cosplayer who was cosplaying Hinata. Um, I believe her name was like Bunny Girl Electric or something on TikTok. And people being really rude. And I, you know, every time I, before I get any sponsors or anything for you, like ink everything in, in paper, I tell them I refuse to abandon black people for a check. And that, yeah, exactly. And I, it's, oh. a, yeah, it's important to me. Yes, thank you. It's important. It's important. Because you know, it's when you get money involved, it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's no matter what your values are, everyone has. <clears throat> excuse me, everyone has a price. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. Um, so before to negate that, you gotta just say it out the get go, so you can remind yourself of who you are and, and what you and what you what you want to do in life and what you set out to do. And um, you know, I was telling, I was making a video about it, and then someone was like, this white woman said to me that. Um, she was like, well, if you, like, why, so, why is this racist, like, why can't I cosplay T'Challa or Black Panther I wanted to? And I was like, all right, well, I mean, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what's the, I was like, do you really want to, I mean, you should do it, go ahead. I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to sit here and say not do it, because that would just be whatever, I mean, if that's what you really want to do. But I was like, that's not what you want to do. You're just making a weird point to try to do something. Ain't no one trying, you're not trying to go cosplay T'Challa. Um, and that's the difference about T'Challa, uh, one of the four black characters that we have, um, is that he's so engrossed in actual African cultures, so it's really easy, because it's Wakanda, you know, for people who don't know, is not real. And so it's a bunch of like different cultures that make up the clothes and different accents and stuff in the movie. It's a combination of West, East, and different uh, situations, which are all drastically different. And some of the dialects and, and all these things are drastically different. So I was like, the last thing you need to do 
has a, a white cosplayers cosplay Black Panther and then start making clicking sounds and stuff and not know what you like you know you know what you're doing you know or you're butchering all the names and everything it's just like it's that's the thing there's like a real and there's many characters who are like that uh, Blue Beetle is getting a, I believe a movie or a series soon which is if I'm not could be mistaken is a Mexican character or there's also um, Jaime Reyes. Uh, so, so many different characters that are from that different, like, real culture, that are taken from real cultures, like, people um, put love and uh, soul in these characters. There's little kids who will grow up saying, oh, that, that person looks just like me. I mean, uh, what's the reason why Disney Plus right now coming uh, out Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, and seeing what's going on with that. And I was like, y'all can, like, make fun of it or whatever, call it Disney, what's it called? They call it Disney original show or whatever. They're, like, mocking it. I'm like, y'all can mock it, but like, those are pe there's little people, like people are, of all ages, looking at this and seeing, um, you know, all these their religion and all and someone that looks like them, all these things on display in the MCU, which is something they may really love and watch since it was a 2007 or 2009 or something, and you know. Where at the time it was just like five white men named Chris, like <laughs> taking up, <laughs> taking up all the all the stuff. We didn't get a little seasoning until Black Panther came along. You feel me? So there's things like that that you know we have to like look at. You know, like was you know you can count on like in this room probably how many black like black characters they you know we have, including like Cyborg and um, you know what, what they're trying to do with Michael B. Jordan. They're trying to do a black Superman movie and all these different things and yeah <laughs> and um it, it, shout out to Hancock shout out to Will Smith my bad Will Smith if you hear it don't slap me um <laughs> no that's, that's an amazing film um but yeah there's so many different uh situations that we have and then but to really have a character who represents something because it's easy you know we have these characters sometimes that are, I like to call empty calories where it's not a black person or it's not whoever the the, the race or the culture that person is engrossed in is not that those people who are writing it. So you get like this person, this character, it's a caricature. It's not like, a, it doesn't represent anyone or anything. Like they did, um, I think like a Miles Morales Thor they did. And yeah, that thing is gross, it's gross. <laughs> and uh, and you would, you know, definitely I promise you a black person did not write that or a person that's um, Puerto Rican or anything. They didn't, it's not, it's not what you think it is. Um, so there's, so that's what I'm talking about. There's different things where you, co-op people and you do different stuff. And that's why I feel like cosplaying, while it's fun, we also have to remember that some of these backgrounds of these characters and what these, some of these characters have done uh, when you do them, especially when you do online content, because it's one thing to like go in person and do all these things, but to do online content is a very slippery slope because everything's under a microscope. Everything gets retweeted or liked because that's the nature of the game. And now responsible and respectful, as you should be, without even the threat of your content or you getting under fire for it. But if you're not careful, you run into a lot of problems, a lot of situations that you're going to run into when you do content. And you know, also as a person of color doing cosplay on the internet, you deal with your content not getting pushed as much as other people that I will not mention. But you, we all know who I'm talking about. And it's unfortunate because I've had situations where, uh, even like recently, a story I told I tell a lot um, in my panels is that I had a, a brand come up to me with a deal to do uh, manga reviews and comic reviews. And I think I'm gonna get the, the the numbers a little off slightly, but I think it was like let's say 15, 10 to 15. Uh, no, it was 20. I did 20. It was 20 uh, reviews 
uh, for about like, I wanna say 30 to $55 per video. And my white con counterpart, they did, they, the brand didn't know we were friends, like actual friends, so we could compare like back end analytics and stuff like that. Um, offered him to do, I believe, I would say like 10 or 11, com uh, compared to my 20 to 25, for about 120 per, per video. So as you can see by the gas, that is wildly wild thing to do. And so, and when we compare stuff, I have about double his follower count, double his interaction, double all these things. Um, they just simply, you know, process of elimination there. But yeah, they didn't know we were friends, so we compared those things. Or even one time I was trying to rent a studio space with my with the same person and we went to go apply for it, you know, in real life to do like a studio for um, people of color to be able to cause, like feel safe to cosplay and uh, take photos without feeling judged or being overpriced because trust me, that happens too when it comes to like renting studio time uh, to do your cosplay and stuff like that. And also like want to create like a, a person of people of color uh, YouTube space for those that have been to YouTube space and like I think LA has one, I, I know New York City has one. Um, for stuff like that as well, that's more affordable for people who not only just want to take it professionally, but also the average person who just wants to have fun and knows what it's like to take a professional photo. You'd be surprised how many people have never got professional photos taken outside of like, you know, those school photos that they make you do for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> so we were trying to do that and I went to go rent this space um, because I had a better credit score. My credit score was about like, what was it, like 720 something. It was like, I was up there, and they denied me, uh, but they gave it to my friend. They didn't, again, we didn't know that. Um, they didn't know that, and his, you know, yeah, he gave me permission. By the way, I'm not going to just blast out his credit like that without <laughs> his permission. But his was in the 600s, basically, like nine close to 700 either. So it was like that's the situation, and that's this um, systemic racism that you you face um, that we deal with, you know, and that's the kind of uphill battle that I had to deal with, at least on my journey um, as a person of color cosplaying, as a black creator, and trying to open the space for more people uh, is, is difficult. And I know a lot of people say, oh, let's go run to Canada and do it. And ironically, I've dealt with the same type of issues in Canada as well when I go there to perform stand-up and do different things. Um, I remember one time I was literally headlining. I was headlining, and they denied me access to the club that I was headlining in which is insane. My face is on the poster, bruh. Like, my face is on the poster. Like, they know I'm coming. Like, it's not like I just popped up one day. Uh, they didn't have me access. And then gave my, and then they no-showed me and gave my spot to someone else uh, in my own show. So that's crazy. And that I partly funded as well. So that's also insane. So you deal with situations like that, that you, you come across as like a content creator, as someone who wants to do entertainment in general. They have to deal with, um, and again, just the, the self-hatred aspect too that can arise um, from, from content creating. I remember one time I did, and some people were on my previous panel probably already heard this story, but I think it's important I to tell is like, I did Inuyasha from the show Inuyasha, my favorite, thank you. It's nice having one fan, one fan right there. Uh, thank you, all we have Inuyasha fans in here? We should, okay. All right, all right, good, 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 good. I feel, like I, just, I feel like I just threatened y'all to say that. I apologize. I can't express it. But um, yeah, so Inuyasha. Um, that's my first like cosplay, cosplay with like a wig. Like, okay, this is like, 
you know, there's no do-rag on, there's no, like, you know what I'm saying? No, me and my friends, sometimes we don't, like, do the whole wig things. We just, like, put colored do-rags on, that's the hair. So, <laughs> but this time, it was, like, a wig wig, and I was, like, I had a panic attack and everything. I, like, <laughs> I had to, like, post, uh, talk about all my, like, friends that, like, you know, that don't cosplay, don't even watch anime, and they all seem to say that's just, like, bro, I thought you already been doing this stuff. Like, I thought you already, like, we know you're an anime fan, so I thought you just already cosplay. Like, you look great, like, just, you know, post it, so it helped me. Uh, posted and I did you know and I got a really well reception of it uh, thankfully and I did some videos on my on my TikTok about it um, and people it was it went good until it went very left um, where someone uh, stitched my video and I hadn't stitches off so they just for those who don't use TikTok there's a stitch feature where you can let the original video play for a little bit and then you put your piece in. Um, and some people started stitching my videos, but and there's all rude stuff. But the one that really hurt for different reasons or on multiple levels was the one where um, this parent had to like point the camera in his child's face to say these things, and it was like, "What did you say about his cosplay?" And the little kid, I'm talking like maybe could be older than like seven, and that even if even that was saying, oh, he can't cosplay any Asha because he's black and he's fat and he has a beard and he has this and that and he's ugly, he can't do it. And thing that, besides that, I mean, you get that, I'm like, you know, it, 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 sometimes you just learn to phase it out. It still hurts, I'm not saying it should be normalized, but sometimes you just learn just like, you gotta just you know, go with what you gotta do. But what hurt what even worse is this was a black parent or a black child doing this. And exactly, that's what feeds into the self-hatred aspect is that how can you be a father of a black boy that's not even old enough to even know what? Because there's no, there, he's not old enough. And he, if he, he's not old enough to just like come to that conclusion, which means before this video, like for who knows how long you put into his head or someone at his school put into his head that that's how it happens to be. Inyasha's not even white to begin with, uh, he's Asian, <laughs> but, but you know, they, you know, that's what a lot of people think that all these characters are just white, and that's like the standard. Uh, for a lot of these characters, so it's just so interesting to see that and um, and get that situation going. And it hurt a lot, but I had to really evolve and think about the good that can happen with those characters. Uh, and so I wanted to quit. I really did want to quit, but I kept going. And my friends really encouraged me. And without them, I don't think I would have done it. Um, I won't ask them to stand for my friend Jules was really empowering for that and is a really lovely human being and really helped me find so much comfort in what I do. My friend Lena also helped my last panel and really helped me feel comfortable doing this. So before that, um, I also want to open up to questions if people have them. Um, I'm going to have you line up uh, in a certain where my, my friend right here is. So if you have any questions about cosplaying, um, or about the panel or anything like that that you would like to do, uh, feel free to start lining up now and so we can get this, uh, we can get kicked out in uh, about 15 minutes or so. Can we, can we start this off with a little vibe, a little energy? Sure, please do it, go ahead. Look, I got all of these black people and people of color in here. Let's get one song to kind of like throw out there so we can start this like question up. Give me a suggestion. What's a song so we can start it? Um, it's really well known, actually. Oh, well, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I appreciate you doing it freelance. Does anyone have any questions? Yeah, does anyone have any questions we can start lining up too? Because I want to make sure we have time for that. If no questions, no worries, but just start lining up. If you have yeah, questions, start lining, start lining up yeah. right here. Yeah. Can save the song for then. I just want to make sure we everyone gets time to, to speak uh, and ask their questions. Sorry, go ahead and state your name too, so I just so I know that I can make sure I introduce myself too. Go ahead. My name is Matt. Um, I wanted to ask, what was the First of all, that's a fair question. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Even, even though we have different colors, I come from different countries, at the same time, we were all born human, we were all born with flaws. We're supposed to look different, I just don't understand why people are this. That's fair, and I know a lot of people are going to laugh, and I have to say, this is a, I, I, first of all, thank you for actually like, being courageous enough to ask that question. No, seriously, thank you. Because not a lot of people would actually ask that. They would just, you know, that's how ignorance starts to form. So I wish I had the answer to that. Um, I don't, I'm just one uh, black guy can't speak for all of us or, or I can't speak for white people because we shouldn't have to or any other race that is racist towards someone else. A lot of it just breeds from, we're all just inherently different and cultures can be very, very different and they can clash, <clears throat> clash sometimes. And then through history and through what we do, as humans, sometimes the um, colonization and different and appropriation of different colors and taking over different people, and just the the human need to feel better or superior to one another, racism and or racist comments is the, is the low hanging fruit, is the easiest thing to go to when you don't know how to articulate yourself well. Um, that's why people just go straight uh, below the belt for that. So I have a question. I agree we're all human, we're all different, and that that difference is what makes us beautiful and special in a way, but in terms of racism, why it is, it's just bred ignorance in just years, or years upon years, millennia of it. Um, so that's the best answer I can give you. Can you just keep the mic moving uh, so we can make sure everyone gets their question off? Okay. Okay, I'm really so sorry. Um, hi, my name is Amy. Um, I have a question. Hi. I've like recently started cosplaying about like, I would say in a week of being like two months. But um, I wanted to ask you like specifically like, do you think like in the next um, to, like five, 10 years or something, you'd still be cosplaying like as a hobby or like a full-time thing? I never, thank you for the question, that's a great question. I never desired to be a professional cosplayer. I still don't consider myself one. I do more uh, anime reviews and uh, stuff um, on online. By the way, I don't think I even said it. It's at wholesome underscore monk on all social media platforms is where I do a lot of my stuff. I can see myself doing it as a hobby all the time. I'm always gonna be doing panels. I always love anime and these uh, cartoon characters and comic book characters. And there's people of all ages that do it. And I think it's beautiful to do it for so long 
that you see the aging, eventually you do your kids or your little siblings that grow old enough to go to these conventions and things. So I can see myself doing it until the day I'm gone. Um, for me, I've been doing online speaking um, re as recently new. I started in high school for that, and um, but when it comes to online or sorry stage presence, I've been doing it since I was seven. I've done stand-up comedy and um, poetry since I was seven years old, and so I got used to it over time. It still doesn't get easy. You still get. Uh, anxiety, and I'll even reveal this. I told myself I'll never say this in public, but I'll say it. Is that um, I have a pre-ritual that I do to get my vocals warmed up when I'm doing like comedy, especially when I talk for like an hour. Um, and I sing a song, which is I will not sing it. So no one asked me. Uh, no, no, I'm not doing that. That's how. You, no, that's how you get clipped. Um, I do um, the campfire song, song from SpongeBob. I've been doing it since it came out. So. But it does get easier. Um, it's all about repetition, it's all about practice, it's just about going, for me, it's going to deep end. That's not for everybody. Um, but just slowly work your way up. Do it with friends, too. I know a lot of people ask me about panels, like, you don't have to do it by yourself. I'm just a crazy person. But you want to do it with other people on panels uh, for your panels, that's good, too. Watching panels, watching other people do their stuff. And even coming here and asking that question puts you ahead of the people who aren't here. So that's my answer. Thank you. Hi, my name is Alan. Nice to meet you. Hello. And my um, question for you is like, um, how long ago did you, um, did you do your cosplay? Like, um, who was your first character to cosplay as and where did you do it? Great question. So technically, it was Goku back in. This one makes so old. Nah, it was like 19. Nah, nah, chill out, chill out. Chill out, chill out. Nah, it was uh, 1999, 1999 is when I did Goku. My mom somehow found it at some store, and that was my first cosplay. My first one I really consider was Zoro, um, probably oh, like two years ago. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. So Zoro, and that was my first one. That was a surprise. He's asking another part of that question. Uh, how did you feel like when you cosplayed that character? It was freeing. It was freeing because it felt like, okay, this is one of my favorite characters. Um, I didn't have a wig because of green hair, wigs are atrocious, so I just used my nappy ass fro. And sorry, I'm really supposed to cuss there. Oops. And uh, so we did that. So that was my first, and it was freeing. And anyone who is afraid of cosplaying, I highly encourage you to do it. What? Thank you. Hello, my name is Tyler, and my question is about um, social networking and uh, just trying to network. Because one year ago, I lived in England for four years. And okay. I was, that's when I started cosplaying. And when I tell you the black community there is much smaller than here, <laughs> it is way smaller. There was only like five of us. Yeah. Now that I, now I'm back in the States, I just want to know like how that country works. Because I came here by myself. Yeah. Like plane ride, hotel, by myself. So I'm trying to meet black people and all that stuff and all, all my other friends. No, that's a great question. Thank you. Give me, yeah, give me a round of applause for that. Yeah. 
so basically what I'll say to you, and I have to like talk quickly, so I apologize like I'm like talking fast, but basically what I would do um, is, first of all, when you come to conventions like this, do not be afraid to talk to people and strike conversation. I know it's like, in the society we live in now, you can see that's really odd or weird, but I promise you the fortune favors the world. So as long as you just go out there, put yourself out there, not everyone's doing that, you feel me? Like, not everyone's gonna do that. So they're gonna remember you. And, and you can also, it be true with your attention like you are right now. Again, the fact that you're here is testament to what you wanna do and how serious you want to really network and talk to other people like yourself. So talk to people, go online. Um, I know if you're overseas, it's hard to like break into different countries and continents, but as long as you're here, go online. Um, don't be afraid to go in the comments, be active everywhere you can. And if you have like online presence, like if you help to put your face so that people can put a face to the name and just talk. And again, there's make videos. I've had this dude who's 54 ask me one time legitimately, how can I make friends? He's older, like older and it's hard to make friends as an adult already, but especially as age can be old, uh, harder. And the fact that he even asked that question was a beautiful thing. And I was hopefully I was able to help them. So that's my answer to that. Hi there, everybody. My name is Renzo. Hi, Renzo. Nice to meet you. Just a quick question, like for other content creators, because I don't do cosplay, but I do painting. What kind of tips would you recommend for you know, kind of like massaging that message, that you know, how to combat that kind of um, underlying systemic issue of racism, you know, for example, uh, kind of like phrasing or delivering that message? in a way that like everybody can like understand because yeah. people who want to be normal are fighting to make normal. Yeah. You know, and I really want to try to see if I can help keep it not normal. Yeah, so <laughs> and sorry again I have to talk fast, this would be like a really quick answer. But um yeah. basically it would be to be yourself because when it comes to like you're facing your own brand you speak, even if you can't or you shouldn't, you speak for people who look like you, who act like you. So you will always get tied to everyone of that nature. So it's about being yourself, being upfront about it, and also being open and again, listening. And I mean listening, like really listening to people and what they want and see what you really want in your heart of hearts and then deliver that message. And it won't always be greeted well by, you know, by ignorant people or even people who just maybe don't understand what you're saying. So always, Make sure you're clear and concise, and then it'll work out. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, my name is Barry, and uh, I wanted to ask, uh, with your cosplay, was your um, cosplay either better received or did, was it revealed, was it seen differently depending on the actual con that you went to? Usually. Bigger cons are kind of a little less connected as opposed to small ones where you're kind of more well received because it's kind of a more, yeah, a group of people. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, did you experience that at all as well? So funny enough, my first con was BlurCon, so it was a literal black anime convention. So my, yeah, so my first con was like just very different from the average person. But I would say, for, I've been blessed enough. For me, when I started going, I was a little more established, so um, I had an easier time than others. Um, so I, I guess my answer wouldn't be 
true to what the average, like every other person would, would experience. But definitely the bigger cons can be really scary and really different. There's so much going on there. And people go all out, as you can see. People go all out. So smaller cons for me are underrated and they're the way to go. I know they won't have like the, always the big A-list or you know, all these uh, people, but it's still fun. And I think depending on the area that the con is at, uh, will breed a certain type of reaction. So that's my answer. Pretty good. Thank you. All right, last question. Uh, hello, my name is Ray. Nice to meet you. Uh, and uh, I came here today as Luz Noceda, and I cosplayed exactly twice. Great. Today and back in 2017. That's great. I didn't because there's so few um, that are actually black characters to begin with. Uh, I mean, I'm dressed like Tangan today, and like I, I don't always gasp for photos either. Um, I personally put that in my mind, but I know some people uh, that are content creators like that take it very personal to heart. I know how it feels to like put a lot of time and effort, or to be really excited and not get that. Um, I would say screw all those people. You know, your cosplays are amazing. What you're wearing right now is dope as hell. I know I'm not supposed to cuss, but it's dope. I'm not gonna lie about it, it's dope. No, seriously, yeah. Seriously. So keep doing your thing and don't let other people bother you. That being said, that's it. Uh, my name is at wholesome underscore monk, and if I can take a quick selfie of everybody here, uh, that'll be amazing. And I appreciate y'all.